a lot of times when we step into our anointing or step into our calling, there are times that people around us that may know us really well or may not know us at all or may even be our enemies are going to call us out and tell us that we are not walking where we are supposed to walk. But what we need to do is stand in what we know, and that is the voice of the Lord. Hi, I'm Lori Harp, and this is my podcast. Like most women, I wear many hats. I am a nurse, a wife, a mother, a friend, an encourager, but most importantly, I am a child of the Most High God. For many years, I believed the struggles I faced were because I was doing something wrong. I would hate myself for not being perfect. Then one day someone told me God loves me where I am. Yes, we all face struggles and we all have things to overcome, but with God, all things are possible. In this podcast, I want to unpack the many issues facing women today. There is nothing in this life, no mistake, no flaw, no scar that is too much for God. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, let's discuss real life issues through the lens of God's love. Get ready, let's harp on it. Hey guys, welcome back to Harp on a Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Harp. I hope you guys have had a great week. I have had a bit of a tough week. I've had a sinus infection, and so I apologize if I'm still sounding a little bit nasally. I have been um, trying as best as I can to get over this crazy thing, but with our schizophrenic weather here in Texas, it makes it a bit of a challenge because we go from winter to summer to spring to fall, all kind of in the same week, and it's a little bit crazy around here. And with that, let's get going into um, why we're here. I have been really trying to figure out... what to talk about this week. Um, My daughter has kind of been having some upheavals in her life and some different changes as I've watched. Sometimes I think when we are younger and we are new into a marriage and beginning to consider starting a family, we kind of take off in our career and we kind of move into some of those different life-changing big arenas We just see a lot of different changes that can happen all at the same time. And I believe God is constantly orchestrating those changes, but it doesn't mean those changes don't come with an impact on our lives. And so I am very, very blessed to have a very close relationship with my daughter. And I'm very honored that she will call me and say, Mom, this is what's going on and I'm just not sure exactly how to wrangle through this. Or sometimes I will call her and say, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think about this and how would you wrangle through that? And I am blessed that we have a back and forth relationship and can really encourage each other in the Lord. And this week has been no different. And so when we were talking this week and just talking about some of these changes and these big Um, things that are happening in her life that are very, very exciting, but at the same time are very overwhelming. It's hard to know sometimes what is God speaking and what is our heart or our longing speaking. 
And it's hard to kind of discern or differentiate between the two. And it kind of put me on a bunny trail of thought to kind of decide, well, how do we know the difference between what is my thoughts and what is God say, no, chase this or no, go after that or no, go this direction. And I started thinking about how we are gifted and we are talented and how we have different things that we are innately born with. For me, I was kind of just from the moment I kind of hit my feet to the ground, I was just gifted with talking to people. And I just knew that whatever I did in life, I was going to be an encourager and I was going to be somebody that was going to be in front of people or to some capacity ministering or nurturing or encouraging people just because of the way that God gifted me. Now, what that looked like in the grand scheme of things was hard to say. Did that mean I was going to preach from a pulpit? Did that mean I was going to be a teacher? Did that mean I was going to be a nurse? Did that mean I was just going to be in a different role teaching or doing some other different things? Those things were not as drawn out or as clear to me as knowing that I was gifted in speaking and being in front of people and loving on people and making sure that people always felt the love of Jesus and always felt included. Those were gifts that God had equipped me with. But learning to navigate through those giftings and learn how to listen to what God says about those giftings was at times a big challenge. So going into this and watching my daughter walk through the beginning of her career path and the beginning of starting her life with her husband and starting on these adventures that God is bringing into her life and the times that she gets to feed into her youth group and the times that she gets to speak and the times that she gets to do these different things and how God is opening doors and closing doors and watching how this comes about, it it really made me kind of start thinking about things. And as I'm thinking through this, I am praying and Lord, give me some wisdom and give me some clarification on what you want me to share with people about your anointing, about your gifting, about what you want me to bring to people so that they understand what their purpose in life is. And I got a few things that I really felt the Lord just placed in my heart. And they're probably not traditional things. So the story that I'd like to bring to you today comes from 1 Samuel 17. And it's a story that a lot of us know. Um, It's the story of David and Goliath. And I kind of want to take this story and kind of flip it a little bit on its end. So we know David and we know about Goliath. So David was the youngest of Jesse's sons. And Jesse had sent David, David was a shepherd and he tended Jesse's um, sheep. And we know from previous passages that David, while he was tending the sheep, had had encounters 
with a lion and a and a bear prior to this story and that in those encounters that David was able to battle those animals and was able to defeat those animals and and overcome those animals and protect the flock that he was guarding for his father Jesse. Now when we come into this story in 1 Samuel 17, we we see that Jesse wants David to go and bring lunch to his older brothers. Now in the story you kind of get the impression that the older brothers really have the clout of the family and that David isn't really considered highly by his father or by anybody else around him because he's just kind of considered the shepherd boy. And so when we go through this story, Jesse sends David to go check on the older brothers that are fighting with Saul and his army against the Philistines. Now, the Philistines have this humongous giant named Goliath that keeps coming out and tormenting the Israelites and telling them, hey, if you'll just send one man to come and fight me, then I will fight them. And if I win, you guys will all be subject to to us. And if I if I lose, then we will be subject to you. He thinks that it's a pretty fair deal because Goliath knows that nobody will be able to defeat him. So Jesse sends his son David to go bring food to his older brothers. His oldest brother is listed here in this story, Ella, Ella. Ab, it's E L I A B. Forgive me for slaughtering that name. And um, so he goes out and he brings the food and he hears Goliath taunting the Israelites. And it angers him because he's like, How are these people allowing this giant to talk to them like this? Like, why wouldn't they just fight him? And so David goes and tells some of the men. I'll fight him. And his oldest brother gets really angry and says, you're just a boy. You can't fight him. And so his oldest brother does not believe that David has any skill set or any business at all thinking about fighting Goliath. So he tells him to stop talking about fighting Goliath. But David won't take no for an answer. So he goes to to more of the men, and the word gets to Saul. Saul is the king of Israel, and he goes to, and he ends up in front of King Saul, and King Saul says, you're merely a boy, and so David goes on to tell King Saul, look, I may be a, a boy, but I've been guarding my father's sheep for a long time, and I've fought a lion, and I've fought a bear, and I've killed both of them, so this giant is nothing, because I have God on my side, and with God I can do anything, so let me go take out the giant. What have you got to lose? So Saul says, well, okay, if you're going to go, then you need to put on my armor. So he dresses David in all of Saul's armor, all of his heavy metal armor to protect him, and then he gives David his sword. And so David tries to walk in Saul's armor and carrying his sword, and he cannot do it, right? And so David's like, I I can't do this. This is not... 
this is not what I'm supposed to do. So he takes off all of the armor and he takes off everything and he picks up the stone, five smooth, smooth stones, and he picks up the slingshot. Now remember, David knows that God's with him. And David knows that God has already shown up with any battle that he's had before. Because remember, he battled the lion and he battled the bear previously, and God showed up and helped him be victorious in those battles. And he battled already. So he has no fear going in per se against Goliath because he knows that God is with him. So he picks up what he knows to use. He picks up the tools, albeit the gifts that God has equipped him with from his from his childhood, from what he knows. He picks those gifts up and he goes out to face Goliath on the battlefield. Now he gets out to the battlefield and Goliath mocks him and he calls him, he says, what are you doing? You sending a dog out to fight me? Like, this is ridiculous. Like you guys don't even have like the best of the best to fight me. What's going on here? And so David in chapter, uh, 1 Samuel 17 chapter, or, or verse 45 says, David says to uh, Goliath, he says, you come at me with sword and with a spear but I come at you in the name of the Lord. And he goes on to tell, and I'm paraphrasing here, he goes on to tell Goliath that I come in the name of the Lord, and I'm not only going to kill you, but I'm going to cut your head off with your own sword, and then I'm going to place it up so that the birds can pick at the carcass. And so Goliath is just like, right, sure, sure this is going to happen. So we know the rest of the story. David takes his stone, he slings it, and it lands in the middle of Goliath's forehead. Goliath falls down, and David doesn't have a sword. Remember, he didn't have a sword because he left Saul's sword behind. So he goes and takes Goliath's own sword and cuts off Goliath's head. Now, what I want to focus in on here is a couple of things. One, A lot of times when we step into our anointing or step into our calling, there are times that people around us that may know us really well or may not know us at all or may even be our enemies are going to call us out and tell us that we are not walking where we are supposed to walk. But what we need to do is stand in what we know, and that is the voice of the Lord. So remember... David's oldest brother was the first one. He knew David well. He knew David so well that he looked at him as a young punk and could not see the calling because he knew him too well. He knew him in a physical way, in a worldly way, and from that position as somebody who grew up with him and could not recognize the calling that God had put on David. But David didn't listen to his older brother because he knew the calling that God had put on David's life. The second person that we see that came into this story that didn't recognize the anointing or recognize what was on David's life was King Saul. And King Saul tried to push his anointing or his mantle or his tools onto David. Now I want to spend just a little bit of time here. 
sometimes we can get stuck in this place right here. We see King Saul as this big position, right? And granted, it is a big position. King Saul is the king over everything. He's the ruler. He's the leader. He's the person in the spotlight. And we see him as a big protagonist in the story, right? But the reality is, in this story, he's not that important because the person that is important in the story is the person that God called to do something, do you hear what I'm saying? See, the person that is most important is the person that God called to do something and he listened to God's calling and allowed to himself to be used by God and God used him to cause a tremendous miracle. What I want you to hear is that sometimes in our lives, we think that because we are not equipped be, to be the pastor or to be the worship leader, or to be the X, Y, and Z, that we are not called to do great things, that we cannot accomplish great things, or that we're not important in God's kingdom. But that is not a truth from God. That is what we think. Y'all, I have for my entire life wanted to be able to sing. The reality is I can sing a little bit. I can carry a tune. I have a good choir voice. I have a good blending voice. I can sing on tune if I have people beside me that are also singing on tune. But I do not now nor ever have ever had a solo voice. I have a good friend, Elizabeth Hooverman, who is a amazing incredible singer in fact she just dropped a new record and is just incredible y'all god is doing amazing things in her life and i'm so excited to see how he is going to use her in his kingdom shout out to elizabeth i am so excited for how god is going to use her when i hear her sing i jokingly say that is how I sing on the inside. Because when I hear her sing, I hear heaven and earth connect. I hear a connection that I don't have. I'm not gifted in that way. I'm never called to be a worship leader. But if I tried every direction that I could to try and put on Elizabeth's gifts and try and be a worship leader, I'm, I'm stepping out of my calling. And just like David, when he tried to put on Saul's armor and he tried to do it the way the world said that he should do it or the way that somebody else said that he should do it, it's uncomfortable. It's not the right thing. So you got to stay where God tells you to operate. You got to stay in your gifting, in your anointing, in your place that God has called you to be. It may appear to be small by the earth or the world's standards, but the reality is in God's kingdom, there is nothing small about it. Because the moment that God uses whatever your gift is and moves it in the kingdom, it becomes amazing and dynamic. I am so blessed and privileged to have had amazing pastors to 
be over me and to lead me and grow me and teach me. I've had Pastor Seth. I've had Pastor Lonnie. I've had my brother, Bishop Jeffrey Larson. I've had these people that have come alongside of me to teach me and grow me. Now, if I sat there and had the desire to carry their mantle and I focused on trying to be what they are instead of focusing in on what God had intended for me to be, and I sat and pretended that my mantle and my gifting and my anointing was what they were supposed to be, I would be missing the boat. It doesn't mean that your anointing or your gifting is less important in God's kingdom if you're not standing in the spotlight. God needs people to pray. God needs people to reach other people. God needs people to be wherever God needs them to be. God doesn't need a world full of people that stand in the spotlight. You also need a 100,000 people behind the person that's standing in the spotlight. You cannot have all of these people that are trying to get in the spotlight. It's not about being in the spotlight. It's not about being in those positions. You have to have undergirding. You have to have elders. You have to have people that pray behind you. You have to have people that come in and help you and support you and do things. You have to have people that clean the building, that have people that take care of the children in the nursery. You have to have Sunday school teachers. You have people that love other people. You have people that drive buses. You have people that come and say, hey, you know what? I noticed that so-and-so wasn't here today. Let me call them and see how they're doing. Everybody in the body of Christ has a purpose and has a position. Do not try and take on somebody else's anointing because it looks so incredibly interesting or it looks like something that is more exciting or it looks like something that's going to get you closer to God. God does not love somebody else's anointing more than he loves your anointing or your gifting. God chose your gifting specifically for what he wants you to do. And he chose it on purpose. He has a plan and intent for your life, whatever that is. It is hard sometimes to sit in our purpose and our plan and our intent that God has for us because it's hard to take away all the noise of all the people around us. The third person that comes in against David is his enemy, Goliath. Now, remember when David goes out on the field, Goliath comes up against him and says, who are you? Like, what are you even thinking about coming out here? Like, you're just a punk. Like, you can't even, like, wear Saul's armor because you're so small, you can't wear it. Like, you come out here with sticks and a rock? Like, what's going on? But you know what? You have to erase all of that noise of all of those things that everybody else is saying about you and pay attention to what you know. And the only way that you're going to know what the Father says about you is to spend time with Him on a daily basis and spend time in the Word of God. 
We spend time in the Word of God so that we can learn what the Father's voice sounds like. We spend time in the Word of God so that we can learn the character of who God is, so that when we come up against some of these people that say, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. You can go, I don't think they're correct. I think I heard the Lord say this. And then you can say, you know what? I'm going to go back to the Word of God, and I'm going to go back to my quiet time, and I'm going to spend time in this. And sometimes, you know what? When you're stepping out in something by faith and you're standing there, it may feel like you're the only person on the planet that believes what you believe. But you know what? If it's you and God, it doesn't really matter. Because when David stepped out on that battlefield and it was him and God and a few smooth stones and a slingshot, that's all it took, guys. It didn't take everybody else gathering around him and everybody else rallying around him to tell him how much he heard God. It only took David knowing that he was stepping into his anointing, knowing that God told him that he is strong and he is capable because God, the God of all gods, the Jehovah God, the God of Israel was with him and God was going to deliver Goliath into his hands. It wasn't about David. It was about David being obedient to God and God delivering Goliath into David's hands. Y'all, I hope that this helps you see that when you are stepping out in faith and stepping out into what you know that you need to do, and I hope that this encourages you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you and it is good and that when you step out and you're facing those giants and even when the world and even people that love you and care about you and have the best intentions tell you that they don't think that this is what you're supposed to do, that you push all that noise away and listen to what the Father says. Listen to what God says. Listen to what your heart says and then pay attention to the giftings and the talents and what he has told you to do and then step out in faith knowing that when you step on that battlefield and you face that giant that all you need is you and God. I hope that you guys have a great week. I love you. I hope that helps. I am excited to hear what kind of giants you guys are facing and what mountains you are moving. Y'all have a great week. Love ya. Thank y'all so much for tuning in today. If you want to stay in the know for all things Harp Ministries, check out our website at harpministries.org. In there, you'll see the latest episodes of Harp On It, upcoming events, and our newly released book entitled, How Can I Leap Tall Buildings When I Can't Get My Tights On? Thank you again for tuning in today. See y'all next week.